Hey y'all, and welcome back to another episode of Southern Gal Reads. My name is Wheezy, and today I'm going to do the 2020 reading survey that was posted by the Perpetual Page Turner. I'll post a link to their blog in the description box in case you want to do the survey yourself. There are a bunch of questions, so let's get started. How many books did you read? I read 102 books in 2020, which is about 40 more books than I read last year. Um, 2019 was the first year I didn't hit my 100 book goal, which is fine because as bad as this year has been, uh, my dad had to have his leg amputated in 2019, and I spent almost three months going between work and his rehab facility and home, and that didn't leave a whole lot of time for reading. I thought this year was going to be another bad reading year just because I don't read well when things are bad or when I feel stressed and at one point I was like 10 books behind on my Goodreads goal. But connecting with the indigenous reading community on Instagram really pushed me back into reading. So uh, shout out to my new cousins, y'all are the real MVPs this year. How many books were rereads? Uh, I didn't think I reread that many books this year, but when I went through my list, I realized I actually reread 11 books. Those books were Anne of Green Gables by Ellen Montgomery, A Darker Shade of Magic by V.E. Schwab, Dark Harvest and Johnny Halloween by Norman Partridge, The Raven Boys by Maggie Stavater, Vampire Kisses <laughs> by Ellen Schreiber, there's Someone Inside Your House by Stephanie Perkins, Wild Beauty by Anna Marie McLemore, Anna Dressed in Blood by Kendar Blake, Every Heart a Doorway by Shannon McGuire, and The Hazelwood by Melissa Albert. I talked about Every Heart a Doorway and The Hazelwood in episode three because these were books that I had either previously DNF'd or I hadn't liked, but I gave them a second chance and ended up loving them. The next question asks what genre I read the most of, and <laughs> I really hate this question because um, I only have a vague understanding of what genre is. That's like my deep, dark reader confession. Uh, I read a lot of thrillers this year and speculative fiction, I guess, so maybe speculative is the better answer. And this isn't one of the questions, but I really love random stats, so I'm going to hit you with a few. I've already said that I read 102 books this year, and that equaled out to 22,871 pages, which averages out to 224 pages per book. I read a lot of novellas this year. Um, my average rating was 3.9 stars, and out of the 102 books, I gave 35 five-star ratings. 29 4 star, 23 3 star, 12 2 star, and no 1 star ratings. And I DNF three books. <laughs> and the only way I count DNF books towards my goal is if I read more than half of the book. 
I read 32 new releases and 70 backlist titles, 42 new to me authors, and 25 previously read authors. My highest reading month was November, where I read 12 books, most of them authored by Indigenous people, and my lowest month was May, where I read three books. Okay, back to the survey. Let's see. Best book you read in 2020? Uh, I have three answers for this because I can never choose just one. Uh, The first is A Lats Away by Darcy Little Badger. I absolutely love this book. Um, Not only is it the indigenous YA novel we've all been dying to have, but I really enjoyed the strong family dynamic in the book that I feel we're missing in YA literature and in indigenous literature period. Um, This is probably a terribly unpopular opinion, but I love reading books about wildly successful Native people and families because I think we get reduced to trauma and poverty so often that that's all people see when they look at us. Uh, Darcy is also an absolute delight, and I can't wait to read literally everything else she writes. Uh, My second favorite book is Ghostwood Song by Erica Waters. I know I haven't shut up about this one since I read it, but I really just can't get over how beautiful the whole story is. And I love the poverty rep in the book, the bluegrass, and the almost southern gothic feel of it. I think Erica is going to be an important author to watch, especially when it comes to YA southern literature. Uh, If you love Jeff Zettner's books and that whole vibe, you definitely need to read Ghostwood Song. And then I loved Burn Our Bodies Down by Rory Power. I love body horror and folk horror, and Rory really has a great command of that. Uh, Margot as a character is pretty flawless, and I really enjoyed the lack of romance in this. The next question is, books you thought you were going to love but didn't. For me, (laughs) that was two new releases that I had hopped up in my head because they sounded so perfect, just like full of everything I love, and they just just didn't do anything for me. (laughs) Uh, Last Girls by Demetra Brodsky was the first book. Uh, This book has doomsday preppers and secrets and sisters, and I love all of those things. But the story gave away one of its big secrets really early on, and it pretty much destroyed the rest of the book for me. Between that and the bold chicken bland romance that was being forced on us, I really just did not like this book. I wanted uh, less making eyes at each other and more preppers being wild, and the book just did not deliver that. The next book is... Uh, Well, it makes me nervous to say because two of my best friends love Court Stevens, so I'm sorry y'all, but I absolutely hated the June Boys. It didn't make a lick of sense. The ending, I don't even want to talk about the ending because it came out of left field and not in a, wow, I didn't see that coming, what a plot twist way, but more of a, did someone else not read this book but got to write the ending because that shit just did not match up. Alright, 
so most surprising in a good or bad way book you read? Um, I'm going to go with the Nameless series by Dean Koontz. I basically read the first one to boost my Goodreads goal when I was really behind and I actually uh, enjoyed the story and ended up downloading the rest of the series. Um, they are really short. Uh, I would say less than a novella to be honest but the storytelling in them is really powerful and maybe that's how Dean Koontz always writes. This is the first time I've ever read him so maybe I'm just missing out. But as you're reading this series about this character named Nameless, uh, who is murdering criminals, you're also kind of unraveling who Nameless is and what his past is, which was a really interesting twist. The next question is, book you pushed the most people to read, and they did. That's probably Ninth House by Lee Bardugo, and like... Obviously, Lee doesn't need me to push her books. And when I was reading it, um, I got a lot of messages from people that were like, I wasn't going to read this, but you're hyping it, so now I am. Which is such a high compliment. Like, yes, thank you. Let me, you know, recommend these books to you. Um, I have a whole episode dedicated to Ninth House if you want to check it out. And if you're on the fence about reading it because of bad reviews... Listen, I was right there with you, but I think it's important to realize that everyone's going to have different reactions to on-page assault and drug use, and I think that heavy topics doesn't automatically make a book bad or problematic. Um, If you are in the category where you think that heavy topics make a book bad and problematic, then this probably is not the one for you because there is a a lot of stuff going on in Ninth House, but I loved it. I can't wait for the sequel. The next question is best series you read in 2020, and I'm going to say the Wayward Children series by Shauna McGuire, which is still hilarious to me because I hated the first book the first time I tried to read it best sequel of 2020 uh i don't think i've read a whole lot of sequels but uh, i really enjoyed drowned country by emily tesh this is a sequel to silver in the wood and i absolutely loved both of these books it has uh forests and fae and vampires and the gays so we love it Okay, so the next question is best series ender of 2020. Uh, okay, so the only for sure series ender I read was The Queen of Nothing by Holly Black. And um, I wouldn't say it was the best, just that it was the only one I read. Uh, I think this was one of my lowest rated books in the whole series. Because I feel like I gave this one a three stars and the other two were like a four and a five. Um, It just felt like the author got to the end and was like, well, shit, I have to make this happy-ish. And kind of disregarded her character's personality traits. I still enjoyed it, but, you know, not that much. Um, New favorite author you discovered in 2020. Uh, That would be Stephen Graham Jones. He's uh, like Stephen King, 
but without the racism and I really appreciate that best book from a genre you don't normally read or was out of your comfort zone stop exposing that I don't understand genres uh, okay so I really don't like stories within a story or multiple timelines in one book but I loved Middle Game by Sean and McGuire even though it had both of those things what couldn't you put down uh, Night of the Mannequins by Stephen Graham Jones I think is the best answer for that that book had me all kinds of fucked up because I'm terrified of mannequins and I also really love psychotic breaks let's see book you're most likely to reread next year um, definitely like my three favorite books of this year and maybe The Last Time I Lied by Riley Sager because I just love that book. Um, it has a camp and rich people and murder and you have to figure out who's the bad guy and who's not. So yeah, I really just love that book. Favorite cover of 2020. Um, that's got to be Horrid by Katrina Leto. Uh, the Black Roses for Eyes is terrifying. I also love the covers for Alatsoe and how the King of Elfham learned to hate stories because they were done by Rovina Kai, who is probably my favorite illustrator. Most memorable character of 2020. Uh, honestly, it's probably Cedar from Ghostwood Song, <laughs> but that's definitely because I hold a spot in my heart for soft southern boys who do rodeo and play bluegrass music, which is very specific. I'm super gay, but like that's the one specific kind of guy I'd ever consider. Bonus points if he stands to inherit a ranch. I have been watching way too much Yellowstone lately. <laughs> The next question asked, um, what was the most beautifully written book you've read in 2020? And I'm going to pick Empire of Wild by Cherie Demoline. Um, it's honestly because there's this one line in the book that has been stuck in my head since I read it. The line is, I'm going to wear you, the thing said. The tearing will be a horror, but the fit will be couture. And it's such a chilling line, and I just love it. What is the shortest and longest book you read in 2020? The shortest book was um, Zenith Man by Jennifer Ha, which I really enjoyed. It was 23 pages long, and the longest was The Descent by Jeff Long which I really did not enjoy, and it was 593 pages. Book that shocked you the most. The only thing I can really think of is Home Before Dark by Riley Sager. I think the ending was handled really well, but there's also this scene with uh, ceiling snakes, and I was just like, I don't think so. Is your 2020 OTP? 
Um, I think it's probably Zala and Serapio from Black Sun by Rebecca Roanhorse. I loved both of their point of views and I loved hearing um, about their story to the point that like I didn't care about any anyone else in the book. They can all go choke. <laughs> uh, favorite non-romantic relationship? That would be Ellie and Jay from A Latsoe by Darcy Little Badger. I love their friendship so much and I love that Jay is basically this cheerleading himbo and he loves Ellie and understands her so well. Friendships are so important and I really love genuine friendships in YA. Best book you read just because it was recommended to you? That would be Future Home of the Living God by Louise Yerdrich. Um, I've read some of her previous novels but one of my friends really pushed me to read this and I super enjoyed it. The next set of questions on the survey were all geared towards bloggers and like what did you post and what did you post um, that you liked the most and what picture are you proudest of. So I'm obviously not going to answer those but I just want to say that I am sincerely appreciative of everyone who has listened to this little podcast and has supported and shared and retweeted links. It means so much to me. Uh, I used to have a blog, but it ended up becoming really overwhelming, and I felt a tremendous amount of pressure to write these really professional posts and reviews, and podcasting has removed that pretentiousness for me and kind of allowed me to be my disorganized self and just speak plainly in my little Southern voice. Uh, I know book podcasts are not wildly popular. I know booktube is the big thing, but I feel very secure in my corner, and I just want to thank y'all again for listening. The next set of questions is all about moving forward into 2021. One book you didn't get to in 2020, but is your number one priority in 2021. Okay, so when I was getting ready to do this, I just kind of scribbled down answers real quick. Um, (laughs) So it's January 5th now, so I've already read a couple of books. And uh, my answer for this question was These Violent Delights by Chloe Gong. I talked about how... Twitter just went wild over it. It was very hyped um, and that I hoped it lived up to its hype. But I've already DNF'd this book. Uh, I made it through probably, I think it was like the first 56% of the book and just could not go on any further. Uh, I just, it, there was so much info dumping and not enough story for me to push myself through it. So, Uh, that question did not age well at all. (laughs) Okay, book you are most anticipating for 2021 that is a non-debut. And I have so many. Uh, A Snake Falls to Earth by Darcy Little Badger. My Heart is a Chainsaw by Stephen Graham Jones. The World Ends Here by Rory Power. The River Has Teeth by Erica Waters. Survive the Night by Riley Sager. 
In the Wildlight by Jeff Zettner. Everyone Dies Famous in a Small Town by Bonnie Sue Hitchcock. Lost in the Neverwoods by Aidan Thomas. The Woods Are Always Watching by Stephanie Perkins. And Across the Green Grass Fields by Sean Ann McGuire. Um, all of these are like previous authors that I've loved, so I'm looking forward to reading their next books. And then it asks, what 2021 debut are you most anticipating? This one's really simple to answer. I've been waiting for The Dead in the Dark by Courtney Gold. Uh, it seems like forever. Let me read you the synopsis. Something is wrong in Snakebite, Oregon. Teenagers are disappearing, some turning up dead. The weather isn't normal, and all fingers seem to point to TV's most popular ghost hunters who have just returned to town. Logan Ortiz Woodley, daughter of TV's Perispectors, has never been to Snakebite before, but the moment she and her dads arrive, she starts to get the feeling that there's more secrets buried here than they originally let on. Ashley Barton's boyfriend was the first teen to go missing, and she's felt his presence ever since. But now that the Ortiz Woodleys are in town, his ghost is following her, and the only person Ashley can trust is the mysterious Logan. When Ashley and Logan team up to figure out who or what is haunting Snakebite, their investigation reveals truths about the town, their families, and themselves that neither of them are ready for. As the danger intensifies, they realize that their growing feelings for each other could be a light in the darkness. This book has queer girls and ghosts and weird little towns, which is pretty much everything I ever want in books. The next question is a series ending or a sequel that you are anticipating in 2021. And I think that's probably Across the Salt Wise Sea and Across the Green Grass Fields, both by Sean and McGuire. Uh, I'm looking forward to Mr. Impossible by Maggie Stavotter too, even though the title and cover are both horrendous. And the last question is one thing you hope to accomplish in your reading life in 2021. And all I want to do is just keep reading. I have an episode up about my reading goals, but above all that, I just want to keep the love of reading in my heart and avoid major reading slumps this year. Again, I'll tell you where you can find the survey in the description box. There were a lot of questions I skipped just because they didn't apply to me or because my answers would have been super repetitive. Y'all can only hear me say how much I loved uh, Ghostwood Song and Alatsa Way <laughs> before it's like, okay, we get it. And that's it for this episode. Thank y'all so much for listening, and I hope y'all will come back real soon for another episode of Southern Gal Reads.